it's one thing to say like the way God says you're supposed to live and like God loves you and this is what you're supposed to do but showing it is a whole different thing and I think it's even like more impactful like when you're not even saying like yeah God told me to do this so that's what I'm gonna do like when you just do it right away that's just like your instinct like Action. hey guys welcome back to keeping it 99 the most edifying podcast in the world and I'm joined with two very special guests today uh, Rena's Caesar and Addison Stroger. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast. It's yeah, really thanks for having us. Yeah, we're excited. We're very excited to be here. Uh, so thank you, uh, first off. And I just want to, you know, kind of get to know a little bit more about you guys and obviously for the viewer's sake. So if you could just give me a quick rundown, like name, what you're doing, school, whatever. So, yeah. Marina, so I'm Marina Caesar. I'm going to go to Sanford University next year and I'm going to do nursing. And I'm really excited about that. And I'm probably going to go to master's school too and do like the nurse practitioner program. I mean, I'm not totally sure yet, but that's what I'm thinking right now. Um, I'm Addison Strozier. I'm going to be a junior at Walton. I'm in the STEM program there and I don't really know what I want to do after high school yet, but we'll see. All right. Thank you guys. Um, so my first question for you guys, um, you guys are both Christian. You guys mm -hmm. yes. are pretty involved in uh, your faith and in your community. Um, so my first question is kind of just, you know, what has being part of uh, a church community taught you guys? Um, it's a kind of a broad question, but you know, what has it taught you? And also just having that group of friends, they like help support you in your faith and help you grow. And I wouldn't be where I am in my faith like without them. They just help me. I mean, you're right, holding mm -hmm. you accountable, all that. Yeah, we have, well, we meet each other every Wednesday nights. We have like Wednesday night Bible studies and we usually hang out like before or after that. And we have um, we meet up every Sunday for church and then sometimes like Sunday nights too. So it's just really good to have that community and we can like, we can like talk to each other about everything too, just because like there's nothing that's really off limits because we're friends for like something that's so much bigger than ourselves too. Um, so that's really important. And yeah, it's just really good to have people to like lean back on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, when it comes to church community, one of the things that a lot of people kind of overlook is that accountability. Mm -hmm. It is that connection with something, like you said, something that's greater than you. I think, you know, a lot of our friendships outside of church or outside of, you know, faith-based things are very superficial, very surface level. Um, but as you, like, start to really put Christ in the middle of your friendships, in the middle of your relationships, like, it takes it to another level. Um, so how do you guys kind of view, or, like, how would you guys do that? Like, maybe with someone who isn't very um, invested in the faith, like, how would you kind of bring Christ into the relationship you have with them. Yeah, I mean, in our friend group, like, we're when we all met each other, we were all in, like, very different places in our faith. And so I think for us it's been really important to, like, we bring each other to church, like, make sure we hold each other accountable to, like, go to church every week. Um, just, like, keep, but also, like, we talk about God a lot, but also showing it to each other is really important, too, like, acting out those godly friendships. Because the Bible says a lot about, like, how to be a good friend and how to hold each other accountable. So, like, doing that for each other is how we, I guess, like, keep growing each other, too, and keep bringing each other closer to God. Yeah, and for people that, like, aren't necessarily Christian or haven't had much experience with it, I mean, it's hard to share the gospel. I mean, it can be really awkward mm -hmm. at times. So, like, even if you're not inviting them to church right off the bat or trying to do anything similar to that, you like, the best thing to do is just show God's love. Yeah, Same. and we're also very, like, judgment-free. Like, just because we're Christians doesn't mean we're going to, like, judge you if you do something bad because we yeah. mess up, like, literally all the time. We all yeah. have, like, different we things we struggle with. So, like, 
if someone comes into our friend group and they're in like a different place than us and they struggle with different things, like we're not going to judge anyone for that. Yeah, I think that judgment thing um, for a, a lot of people is kind of their reason or one of their reasons of like, I don't really go to church anymore. Um, like the people who like grew like the Catholic, like the, the, the classic statement is, oh, I grew up Catholic, but yeah. so it's yeah. like, you know, a lot of times the reason why is that judgment that they feel, the pressure they feel um, from the outside world. So how do you kind of navigate that dealing with the pressure of your faith, of your parents, of your peers? Um, how do you navigate that in the world? I mean, I think the saying like come as you are, that's just really holds true because I mean, no matter like what you do or I mean obviously don't try not to do anything that you're not supposed to but just knowing that it's okay like you're not allowed or you're not really supposed to pull away from God just draw near to him whenever you do something like yeah I know that makes sense and I think one thing that we always I think it's really important to remember too is like Christians aren't Christ so like we're trying to show God's love all the time, but like also acknowledging that we're gonna mess up a lot. Um, and we just aren't gonna judge each other for that. Like we're just gonna try to keep like bringing each other back. And like, yeah, that's kind of how we navigate that. Like if yeah. we mess up, we're just not gonna like judge each other. Like we aren't, we all, we all know that we like struggle with different things and we're, we're not gonna judge someone because they struggle with something different. Um, so yeah, like that's what we try to make very known in our friend group is like, if you're struggling with something, we're not gonna like, you don't have to be embarrassed by that. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. and we'll help keep you in check, but right. like, it's never gonna be something harsh. Like, it's not like you're banished from hanging out with us. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll joke about it, but we're never yeah. serious. <laughs> yeah, and I think that as you get closer to Christ as an individual, um, outside of like, like being with your friends, I think you kind of come to this point where judging others becomes uncomfortable for you. Mm -hmm. You get to this point where it's like, thinking about others in a bad light is not as easy as it used to be. And I think that kind of like that helps develop those um, like godly friendships and relationships where you can, you know, call people out when they do things wrong. You can kind of mm -hmm. tell them like, wake them up a little bit, but you don't have to be like, you know, like a jerk about it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of one of the things of, of the Christian faith that um, maybe sometimes people don't, don't realize as much as, to get closer to God. Yeah, and I feel like we would just also be hypocrites if we judge someone else for doing yeah. something bad because yeah. we mess up like all the time and like different things too. But like we can't judge someone else for like messing up because we do too. That's my thing. Is like I wouldn't judge someone for doing something bad because I know like I fall short a lot too. Mm -hmm. so. It's like that Bible story, like the speck in your eye, but oh, I have a plank in my own. Like yeah. don't judge someone. Yeah, and I think as well to stay away from judgment, it's it's very important to realize that if you were in those person's shoes, you would probably have done the same thing or worse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, a, like you're not any better than the people around you. Um, so it comes from like a place of humility. Um, but how do you guys uh, in the world that, you, that we live in, which is a very not Christian friendly world that <laughs> right. we live in, how do you stay strong and stay true to, true to your faith with the environment uh, around you? I mean, it gets hard sometimes, but like sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's good, but I really like to close myself off in a little bubble and like put in my worship music and my AirPods and like kind of like draws me back like when something's stressing me out or just like when there's people and I know <laughs> that they're not the best people to be around. So I just like try to remind myself of that, like stay in the word, stay in his presence and 
Yeah, our group of friends, have, I feel like, to me, has been really important to that because I feel like if I didn't have the friends I have, I would have, like, fallen into a lot more sin, a lot more temptation. But, mm-hmm. like, our group of friends, like, we have so much fun, too. That's one thing that's, like, a very big misconception is that, like, Christians don't have fun. Like, we have so much fun yeah. when we hang out. Um, but, like, part of holding each other accountable is, like, we don't go out and do things we know we're not supposed to be doing. Like, when we go and, like, we hang out, we go to, like, restaurants, we have Bible studies, we do, like, I don't know, like, it's very fun to us, but it's, like, yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like, wait, can you repeat the question? Sorry. <laughs> the question was, like, how do you stay Christian in maybe not such a Christian environment? Oh, the world yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's where I was going with that. Yeah. It's just, like, like, whenever we hang out, we have so much fun together, but we also, like, we're very intentional with what we do, and we try to, like, like, everything we do, we try to, like, keep God in the center, so that's, like, when we hang out, we don't go out and, like, drink and party. I mean, I mean, and those are, like, big temptations, too, but, like, that's where we, like, mm-hmm. come in, and that's where we, like, lean back on each other and hold ourselves accountable. And I feel like some Christians have the misconception that if someone's not Christian, you can't be around them, and I don't really think that's true. So, I mean, I know a lot of people that aren't Christian, but I'm lucky to have those people that are really respectful of me being Christian, and so, like, even if they'll like go out and go to parties and all that, like they're still like, or I don't know, they don't try to peer pressure me into doing anything. So I'm really lucky that they're like that. I have like, well, I have our group of friends. And then this past year, I also had another group of friends that like weren't as Christian. And that was kind of hard just because like, there was a lot of like temptation, I guess I fell into because of the people I was hanging around. Um, So that was just like a thing that I had to do is like distance myself from like, people I knew that weren't going to, like, lead me to God. Because I feel like the people that I hang around is very, like, Im- influential and very impactful to me. So, like, it's also, like, a thing of, like, who you hang around is also, like, they don't need to be Christian at all. Like, spread the love to everyone. But, um, like, for me, I feel like I need to be very intentional with, like, I know I'll be influenced by the people around me. So, and that's a thing of, like, my own faith. So, if I need to take a step back, like, I know I need to do that for myself. Not because I'm judging or not because, like, I think they're, like, bad influences. Just because I know like where my limits are and where I need to take a step back. Yeah. And there's a statistic that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time Mm -hmm. with. Yeah. So obviously if you spend time with people that maybe you shouldn't be spending your time around, like you'll become a lot like them. I mean, you see that in your own life. I can, I know I see that in my own life. Like when I spend more time with people that, you know, struggle for a life with God and actually put in effort, it rubs off on me and I put in more effort. Uh, Whereas if I hang out with people who maybe don't do that, I don't really get the same effect, but, um, as you guys are saying, like, you don't, the person, like, like the people you hang out with, they don't have to be Christian. Uh, There's a lot of good people out there that aren't Christian, but how do you, or how would you, um, like kind of going back to the earlier question, like how would you kind of bring Christ into that? Because a lot of people, um, like internally they do desire for a relationship with a higher power, whatever that Mm -hmm. might be. Um, and I feel like as Christians, we have an answer for that. So how do you kind of give that answer, like show them that there is an answer without being very pushy or over the top about it? Yeah. I mean, like just what I said earlier, like showing God's love is the best thing that you can do. Cause I mean, it's also just really subtle at times and it's not like overpowering. Cause if you, if you know someone's not Christian and you're like, you should come to church with me right off the bat, that might like scare them away or something. Because they're probably not comfortable with the whole topic, but yeah, like you said, most there's very few people that just believe in nothing, 
And so if they want like a relationship with something higher, like making them kind of open to it, I guess, and just like subtly like pushing, like this is what God can do for you, like showing it through your actions. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too, is, like, it's one thing to say, like, the way God says you're supposed to live and, like, God loves you and this is what you're supposed to do. But showing it is a whole different thing. And I think it's even, like, more impactful, like, when you're not even saying, like, yeah, God told me to do this, so that's what I'm going to do. Like, when you just do it right away, that's just, like, your instinct. Like, if everyone around you is drinking and you're not, or, like, if everyone around you is, like, gossiping and you choose not to, like, you're, like, setting yourself apart and, like, your friends know it's, like because of God yeah so that's for me I think it's always about making sure that others can see Christ in you and planting that seed in them um and I think like you were saying at the end like you know like people are drinking and you just kind of step to the side and don't do it people are gossiping you kind of remove yourself and it shows that you are different um I think a lot of times Ellie I know for myself personally like I struggle with that idea of being different from those around Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. um especially being a Coptic Orthodox Christian like our services are very different from uh, what you guys would be used to even. Um, So, or even the Catholic church, what they would be used to. So it's, it's, it's always interesting for me to kind of see like me being different, what that really means, like what extent is being different. Um, So it's always been a struggle for me, but I think the, the one way that I've been able to kind of stay grounded in my faith and like continue in it is like you said, like the friends around you. Mm -hmm. And then also just, developing a personal relationship with God. Um, so what are you guys, obviously sometimes it's very hard to, you know, kind of have that personal re- relationship and really like take time out of your day to talk to God. So how do you guys kind of uh, go about doing that? Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it gets hard just cause like with school and like other stuff outside of school, you just get so busy, but it's really important to like, make sure you have that time set apart for God each day. And so like just reading your Bible and like, I like highlighting and writing in it and then praying. It doesn't have to be at night. Like a lot of people just say pray at night before you go to bed, but I feel like every day it just can be a lasting conversation with God really. And then I think having friends that like are all Christian and we're able to do that together. Like they help me grow in my faith. Like I'm a, I'm in a much better place um, than I was a year ago, ever since I met them. And so just being able to take their help and their advice and applying it to my own life and when I'm alone with God, that just really helps. Yeah, I think setting aside like time each day is really important, like you were saying. Um, and for me, that looks very different. Like some days I'll read my Bible and I have like a, a book that I'll be in and I'll read like some of that. And some days it's just like little minute prayers throughout the day or some days it's like, listening to like a podcast or in the car, like music in the car, like something like that, just something every day that like an intentional time that I'm setting apart to spend with like just me and God. Cause I think like, it's really important to have like our big group, group like Bible studies that we do every, every week. Like that's really important to like have conversation, but also like having your own time with God is really mm-hmm. important to me. Um, so like, even if it's not the same every day, like it doesn't always have to be like super structured for me, just as long as I'm having like time in the day that it's like I'm just alone with God and talking to God um that's what like keeps me going and that's where like most of my growth comes from yeah Yeah, and I really liked your point about um like like your entire day can be a conversation with God Mm -hmm. I think that it's that's like unceasing prayer 
uh, which I think St. Paul says, I think it's First Thessalonians 5. Can you, can you fact check me? <laughs> you mind fact checking me? Praying unceasingly. Um, so like, and it's honestly one of the hardest things to live. And there's a really good book uh, called The Way of the Pilgrim. That's all about um, like how to pray unceasingly. How to, it's about this guy who goes on a journey of learning how to constantly be in prayer with God. So it's a very good book. Good book. You guys should read it. Um, you guys as well. But um, <laughs> still looking? All right, whatever. Um, man, I know my stuff. Okay. Um, anyways. Um, so yeah, it's just like the unceasing prayer, always being in connection with God, I think. And it doesn't have to be something like super thought out. Yeah. Uh, like the Jesus prayer is enough. Um, like, it's just casual. Yeah, it's just, just like a conversation. Yeah. Just like yeah. talking about your day. Because like he doesn't want to just hear like the big things. Like God wants to hear like all of you. Yeah, so. just treat him like your best friend. Really. Right. Yeah. Like I heard someone tell me like, uh, as, a, as like an analogy, like would you rather, um, or like would your mom rather that when you're in college, you call her every single day or at the end of the week, you like bring her a cake every single week? Like the answer is like every day she'd rather you call, yeah. call her. So it's like, it's great to go to church on Sundays and to like, you know, go to service and to, um, you know, if you're in a sacramental church, like partake of the sacraments, whatever. It's great to do all that. But it's like, what do you do from Monday to Saturday? What do you do every single other day of the week um, to develop that personal relationship? Yeah. Uh, yeah, church on Sundays is really important, but I wouldn't grow in my faith unless I did it like every single other day. Yeah, I mean, it's just like a regular friend. Like, how are you going to have a relationship with someone if you only talk to them for one hour out of the week right. on Sunday? Like, a relationship's just not going to grow like that. And mm -hmm. So you just have to treat God the same way. Yeah, I mean, I agree 100%. I think, um, and it, it's hard. It's very hard to put in that effort, especially because um, obviously God is everywhere and God is uh, surrounding us at all times, but it's hard because it's not super tangible uh, for us a lot of the times. But how do you guys, like going off that tangible point, like how do you guys kind of see God working um, in your daily life or um, just your life in general? Like how do you kind of see uh, God's work going on? I see God a lot in nature. Like whenever I go outside and I like see like a really pretty sunset or like a really pretty tree or a bird or something, I'm like, God made that. Like that's to me, it's like, it's yeah. a very like oversaid thing. And like, like everyone sees God in sunsets, but I just think it's so pretty. And I just see so much of like God's handiwork in that too. And just like the people around me too. Like I see so much of God in my friends. It's like the way we treat each other and the way we treat other people. Like it's not us, it's like God in us. And so that's where I see God. Yeah, I see him a lot like, Whenever you get those really good hugs from people, I feel like I've said this before in I Bible know. study, but like, it's whenever I get them, I'm like, I know God put this person in my life for a reason, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then also like, it's hard like every day just to see him working because there could be a situation and you're praying about it and stuff and you feel like it's not being answered. But then like a month later, a couple months, like when you look back and I'm like, whoa, he answered that and like a way that I never would have realized in the moment. I have a lot of prayer journals too that, and I like read them back from like two years ago or something and I'll like look at the prayers I prayed and seeing how God answered it. And it's like not the way that I would have thought, but like so much better. So I mm -hmm. love going back and just like looking at the things that I was talking to God about before and seeing the way he answered it. Like not in a way I would have, would have expected, but like his plan for my life. I like that. That's actually yeah. like, that's a very cool thing. Like prayer journals. I know it's, um, it's definitely something that I've wanted to start doing, mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. definitely gonna do it now. 
Um, but yeah, like you see God, I think uh, someone told me or some, some, I, I heard a sermon where, uh, like the speaker was saying that if you want to see God, you'll see him. It's almost like puzzle pieces, like, but they're like scattered around a room. Like if you look for the puzzle pieces, you'll find the puzzle pieces. But if you're just kind of like walking around the room, like you're not going to see, you know, the little things that God is telling you, God is giving you, God is working in you. Um, so I think it requires us to seek out God in order for us to see God. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, that's a prayer I pray a lot too. Is like, God, give me the eyes to see you. Because I know he's around me. It's just like, from my perspective, like what am I looking out for? Or what am I seeking? Because I know if I'm seeking God, like I will see him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, but like sometimes I'll be praying like, hey God, like I don't see you right now. Like please show yourself, like reveal your plan and like it's not always right there but if i just try to like do what is glorifying to him then often it'll play itself out like you don't know what he wants for you like so obviously don't do something that's completely against what he says but if you do something that you know is glorifying then everything's just gonna start to fall into place i feel like yeah i mean i agree 100 percent. so uh, kind of switching gears, um, you guys are Protestant, non Methodist, non denominational, something, something like yeah. that. Right? <laughs> something like that. Um, so, me being an Orthodox Christian, um, a lot of times we, um, in our church, we because we have a physical and a spiritual aspect to our worship, um, and a lot of times we kind of overlook the spiritual aspect, and it's something that um, I admire a lot in, in in the Protestant faith, which is that the Maybe this physical aspect isn't there as much, but the spiritual aspect is definitely there and it's very strong. Um, so I kind of just wanted to hear from you guys, like, how do you guys feel that having the spiritual walk with God through high school, um, how that's kind of affected maybe the way that you behave, the way that you um, kind of see things, or is it kind of just like, whatever? I mean, I think it helps me a lot in school because, I mean... I do take like a lot of higher classes and it gets really stressful at times, but knowing like God's with me, that always helps with that. Like I'm going to make it out on the other end. I'm going to be okay. And then with relationships with people, I mean, like, I don't know. It just helps with that. Cause I know he'll bring me the people that I need to be around. And if a friendship doesn't work out, like it's okay. Yeah. Wait, can you say the question again? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. It was kind of just like, like, how have you, you know, because in the Protestant church, spirituality is, like, very um, emphasized. Yeah. It's, like, a very important mm -hmm. thing. So how has that kind of affected the life that you live uh, as you went through high school? Yeah, I mean, like, Walton in general, just high school is, like, there's a lot of temptations there and a lot of, like, easy ways mm -hmm. to fall into sin. Um, so just, like, going home every day and talking to God and saying, like, what do you want me to do? Like, I, or I don't know, like, the way that, like, I know what I want to do, or, like, I have my way of thinking, if that makes sense, but, like, what would God want me to do? What would Jesus do? Um, and, again, like, our friend group is really good with, like, holding each other accountable for that. Um, but, yeah, do you have anything else? <laughs> the deep question. You said it good. <laughs> um, how do you, how have you guys kind of developed those habits of maybe, like, praying every day, reading the Bible? Like, how have you kind of gotten to that point where, you just kind of do it. I mean, just repetition, really. I mean, 
it's hard to build habits but once you do it for a certain amount of time like it just sticks and then also when I pray I do think prayer journaling is really helpful because sometimes when I just do it in my head like my thoughts wander a lot and I like get really off topic and like think about other things that happen during the day and just like stuff that's upcoming and so when you're writing it out I feel like I get more focused and so just the repetition of that it just helps yeah for me it's not like it hasn't like it's still not consistent for me like I still have a really hard time like being obedient and doing it every single day like having that time with God every, every single day and I know how important it is but like it's not always easy to, like I don't have like a set like a lot there's a lot of people who are like I wake up at 5 a.m every day and I read my no. bible my camp director he wakes up at like 4 a.m reads his bible for like two hours and like that just there's like, no way I <laughs> for could me, not like, I can't do that um and so that's kind of how I was saying earlier like it's not always like super structured for me just because there's different ways that I connect with God throughout the day um and I do do try to like do something different just so I could like see God in different ways. I do think writing mm-hmm. is really helpful because it does help me to like stay focused, um, not think about like other things or my, like have my mind wander. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it hasn't always been easy to find like an exact routine every single day. Like there's not like a 30 minute period like every single day, like th- that's when I sit down. It's kind of just when, I mean, no, there's like a time, I try to make time every day, but it's not like always consistent, not always like the yeah. same time. Like I don't have a super perfect routine. I think that is like a misconception about Christians that like yeah. it's super structured and structured and it's super like pretty and perfect in every single day. And it's like not usually like that, at least for me. No, yeah. me either. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, it's something I struggle. It's probably the one thing about Christianity I struggle with the most yeah. is having a consistent prayer life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's honestly, I think a lot of people. Uh, struggle with it more than they want to you know say but it's mm-hmm. it is the hardest thing to do uh, yeah. in my opinion the hardest thing to do is to have a consistent prayer life yeah, because yeah, it requires hard. it requires such mental discipline and willpower that mm-hmm. um and it's the one thing that the devil will attack at all times because it's yep. like mm-hmm. that is your one way to directly connect with god like he's gonna have something to say about it he's gonna you know attack it at any moment so i think it's always been difficult to kind of create that consistency um and it, it kind of comes in like in highs you know like spiritual highs yeah, and like yeah, lows like definitely. when you're in a spiritual high it's easy you know mm-hmm. it's very easy when you know you're coming back from like a mission trip you're coming back from you know like just a good a good week in general you know but it's mm-hmm. it gets very hard when you know things get hard so how do you kind of go to god in those hard times and like what things do you do maybe to like motivate yourself or push yourself to kind of continue your relationship with God at all times yeah I went through like a really hard time in like March and for me like going to God in that time was very hard and so what I did is I found one Bible verse it was it's Romans 12 12 and honestly I couldn't tell you the exact words I just it's on my mirror and so every single day like yeah you Romans, Romans 12 12, 12. <laughs> it's like so, um patient in affliction some faithful like patient and joy and then faithful in prayer or something like that and that was just like I guess like my battle cry during that time because I like I was having a hard time like sitting down and really connecting with God so I just kept saying that verse and reading that verse like over and over and over again and that's kind of what kept me going at the time do you have it yeah yeah that like because I like I was having a really hard time like praying and going to God because I'm like why is this happening to me um but like that was the verse that kept me going because I that kind of just like said it all for me like joy, patient in 
um, tribulation and steadfast in prayer because that's like steadfast in prayer. I just kept going to God like over and over and over with that verse. Um, and that's what kind of just like carried me through that until I saw like God at the end of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so there's a song that I really like <laughs> and there's a part in it that goes like count the joy from every battle because I know that's where he'll be. And so I really just try to apply that to my life. And even when stuff gets hard and like there's a lot of <laughs> stuff that goes on throughout the day, I just try to like find the joy in every situation because I know that's where God is in it. And so that kind of gives me the motivation, like even in this really hard place, God's in it. And so that's what I kind of like dwell on. Is that another in the fire? Yes, yeah. I love that song. Yeah. There's another verse too in the song, I think it's Jaira, but it goes, I will be content in every circumstance, yeah. which does not always ring true, but like, because like, <laughs> yeah, it's a very, I can try. Yeah. Yeah. I, I try, but that is what always what comes to my head. Like I should be content in every circumstance because I know God is in my life in every circumstance. Mm -hmm. He's I mean, in control. Yeah, I can't say I am always content in every circumstance, but yeah. that's what I, like that's what comes to my head too. that's what i strive to be yeah yeah, yeah. i mean it's it's just like when saint paul says like uh he's content to be in his chains i'm not gonna make you look for that <laughs> uh, it's somewhere uh i think it's ephesians i think i think maybe it's hebrews. I don't know. it's either hebrews or ephesians um but it's that same thing where it's like being content in all things because god is like you said god is always with you and it's very hard to do i mean it's almost impossible yeah. Uh, just think about like the amount of times that we complain on a daily basis like when things are easy like imagine when things are hard but i think one of the ways that we can kind of maybe put our lives into perspective and kind of see um the reality of like how content we should be is like going on mission trips mm -hmm. um so i'm intrigued to see you guys have been on any yeah i went to um puerto rico last year with my church and that was like one of the best weeks of my life um we had like a few different mission pro projects we partnered with the church so we um there, we only we were only there for one sunday but we like led the services that week and we had a few students who like went up and shared their testimonies which was really cool and then half of us like stayed back with the children's ministry and worked with that that was awesome and there was another time we went to um like an elderly home there and we just spent I mean, there was a language barrier, which is hard, but we spent like the whole afternoon just sitting and talking with like the older people, which was so sweet. Um, and then like the bigger project that we did throughout the whole week was painting houses. So we split up into three groups and went to three different houses of like, just like local communities there. And we painted the houses, which, but it like wasn't even about like the physical work at all. It was just about like being there and connecting with like the house owners, like that made the biggest impact and just spending time with them throughout the whole week. Um, and I think just like working in like their lives like that really changed the way I look at it. Like it really, like I work, that's what I kept praying that whole week is like God worked through me and in me just because seeing like God use us as like a vessel just also like, I know that what God wants to do through me is more than he wants to do in me, if that makes sense. But like, I also grew in my faith seeing how he wanted to work through me and other people. Yeah. You want to talk about camping? Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I actually haven't been on any mission <laughs> trips. I really want to, but I just never have been able to. But um, I also feel like another misconception about Christians is, like, you have to go out and do these, like, huge things overseas and, like, anything you have to get on a plane to go to. <laughs> but really, that's not true. There's so many things, like, locally in Georgia and in our community that we get to volunteer at. And I think that's just really important to focus on your community also. 
It's like there's so much that's going on here that is often overlooked just because there's so many things in other countries too. Yeah. What was it? Puerto Rico? Yeah. Yeah. Or just like so many things that are far away, but really there's so much mm-hmm. everywhere. And we also just took like a local mission trip just like two weeks ago, but it's called Camp Hope and it's in Rutledge, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So it was only like an hour away, but like a pretty local thing. Do you want to talk about that one? Sure. So yeah, Camp Hope, I mean, I'll just like put my little plug in there. That is like amazing. If you ever get the chance to do it, do it. Like, and so it's a week long camp for kids who have been affected by parental incarceration. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really showing God's love to them and teaching them about the gospel. And so it truly is an amazing experience and it puts a lot of perspective in Mm -hmm. his like, we live in a very privileged area, East Cobb, and so I guess we just have so much in being able to spread God's love to people who don't have as much as we do. Yeah. I think that's just really important. The goal of the camp is to like end generational incarceration, and they have a 99% like rate of doing that, which is a crazy thing. It just, it just like goes to show the difference of like teaching God to like younger kids like from and then like them growing up with that because they have like a whole like 18 year long program so that just goes to show like how impactful God can be in someone's life yeah so I've had the pleasure of going on mission trips abroad and locally um and it was actually it was actually very interesting for me because I went to Zambia um going into high school and then just this past summer I was in Egypt for uh, a mission trip as well so it's been I think it was very cool for me to kind of go into high school on a mission trip and come out of high school mm-hmm. uh, on a mission trip. So I'll, I'll keep it short because I don't want to talk for seven hours. But um, obviously, I think mission trips abroad are amazing. I think it's mm-hmm. um, it really goes to show you like um, the life that you live, how amazing it is. And you really see like you can see God's love in the people you serve a lot mm-hmm. more. Like, yeah. like you say, like you go to you go to serve, but you get served. Right. Like it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, it's, it's like, I, I don't even know how to explain like the feeling that you have, um, when you're serving others, but also even locally, um, the past two years we've done local mission trips to Clarkston, like Clarkston last year, Clarkston, Georgia last year, this year we went to Dora, yeah, I was getting there, uh, this year, <laughs> this year we went to, to Doraville. So it's been great to see like, and it's interesting because you see people in who are like 30, 40 minutes away who are like mm-hmm. in the same condition as people overseas um so i mean clarkston is a refugee city um with within georgia and it's the most diverse square mile in all of america so it's, it's insane because you see people who you know came from nothing have nothing and uh just kind of see like the life they live and the life you know kind of like what you what god can do for them just the simple words of encouragement i remember last year like we did like a little like visitation with one of the families and they were they were kurdish and uh, I think they were Kurdish. They were somewhere like East Baltic, kind of Uzbekistan, like that type of area. Um, and it was it was interesting because they're Muslim, right? They're not they're not like mm-hmm. Christian people. But even the simple act of us praying with them, um, like meant a lot to them. Uh, like you see, yeah. like how God can work in people who don't even share your faith, don't even share your values, don't share your language. Um, so I think like, de- I definitely recommend going on a mission trip abroad or locally 
It's definitely something that people should be doing, whether you're Christian or not. Um, because I think it, it changes your perspective. It makes you realize like all the blessings you have, um, yeah. especially because, you know, living in America is the, it is the greatest country in the world. It is the greatest blessing you could have. Um, like being a son of immigrant parents, like you kind of see the life, like going back to Egypt, like you see the life they lived and you see the life that we live and it's not even comparable. Yeah. Um, so I think it's great to like kind of put yourself into perspective. And I think you learn a lot about yourself and about God. Um, like when you do like trips like that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So you guys are very involved in your church, mm-hmm. uh, obviously. Um, but how do you guys, obviously there's a lot of people in modern day society that are leaving the church, um, are kind of leaving the faith in general. Have you guys kind of dealt with that in your friend group or dealt with that in kind of like your community, your circle? And if you have, how do you kind of deal with that? Yeah, so definitely in our church because a couple of years ago when the whole like was it United Methodist thing like yeah there was a lot of stuff that happened and a lot of people either just like didn't agree with the position that Mount Beth was taking or they just didn't want to wait until it was all resolved and so we had a lot of people leave but I really think it goes back to quality over quantity because I mean even though we don't have as many people now we're left with so many good people that like I love to be around in our really good at helping me stay rooted in my faith and so I just think that's better than so many people with conflicting views yeah that was one thing that was kind of hard for me is like our student ministry used to be like huge a few years ago and now we're like it's not as big anymore there's probably like when they have like big events like I'd say like the most kids who show up is like 50 which is still like I mean, that's a lot. That, I mean, yeah. For, yeah. for me, I mean, it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, like, every week, like, our Bible study probably has, like, around 10 people in it, mm-hmm. which um, at first was a kind of hard thing for me because, like, it used to be so big and, like, we got to meet a lot of people. But now, the cool thing about that and having, like, less people is that we get really close with everyone we meet. Like, our friend group this year is way different than it was, like, a year ago. Um, and we have had, like, a few people leave our church and go to other churches, which has been kind of, like, sad um, just because we've known everyone for so long, but also at the same time, like we're getting so many people, new people, and like meeting so many me- new people. Like Addison wasn't part of our friend group till like recently. Recently, yeah. We, yeah, like Lydia joined our friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to see a lot of people leave, but also like we build so many like close relations with the people around us. If that makes sense, because there's less people, so you can get to know them better. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's one of the beauties of of our church is that, um, I mean, ninety. I'd say like 95% of our population is Egyptian Christians. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all from, we're all Egyptian. Um, so it is like a, a lot of like a smaller community. Um, so I think that's one of the great things is that we're all really close with each other. Like all of the high school, most of the high schoolers, most of the high schoolers <laughs> are in one friend group. Um, so it's, it's, it's a very cool thing to have because like everyone's kind of like each other, but obviously we have some people who've kind of drifted off and it's, it's very hard because for us, it's not just a faith thing, but it's also a culture thing. Um, so it's kind of like a, like, like a, almost like a double-edged sword um, to kind of watch someone leave your faith and your culture. Um, but it is a very hard thing to deal with. It's very hard mm-hmm. to kind of, especially when you're friends with them, it's hard to kind of talk with them about it because a lot of times they're leaving because they don't want to talk about it. Um, but how do you guys kind of, I guess this goes back to the question I've asked like a hundred times, like, how do you bring Christ into that? Uh, like, how do you kind of work? I, I guess the answer is just kind of 
show yourself as Christ and like plant that seed. But mm-hmm. like, how do you kind of take that next step that to the next level uh, of someone who's like kind of drifting away? Yeah. So kind of what I was just saying is like, we had a lot of people come into our friend group, but we also had a few people leave, um, which like you were saying too, was like hard because we were so close to them. Like we were really good friends and then they decided to go to another church, which is hard. But like one thing we've still done is like still stay connected, like still stay stay like updated with their lives still text them every once in a while to show like we still care about you like we're not upset at you um and i feel like that's one way to really show god is like you can always come back to us too if you want to like we're still here for you even though like you went off and that's like it's it's hard but also like there's no like spite there or anything it's like sad but also like we're still here for you we still like love you that kind of thing i mean i can't really speak specific to our (laughs) friends because i'm pretty new but I think just in general, yeah, keeping that connection going because, I mean, in the big picture, the most important thing is the faith, not Mm -hmm. necessarily your friendship. And so, like, as long as they still keep their faith, like, help them with that if they want it. Like, just make sure they're on the right track. Like, text them, give them encouragement, even if y'all aren't as close, I think. Yeah, like, we don't ever, like, cut off anyone. Like, that's really important, too, is, like, the same way that, like, God wouldn't cut you off if you messed up. Like, we're not going to cut anyone off. And, like, any of our friends are, like, welcome to come back and welcome to hang out with us all the time. We, like, still text them all the time. So, yeah. yeah. Everything's a big open invite. Yeah. Like, anybody's welcome. <laughs> we yeah. have group chats with, like, 20 people in them, and that's where we plan, like, everything. everything. So, <laughs> like, people can come. You don't have yeah. to, but, like. Sometimes yeah, only, like, three there. people show yeah. up. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a classic. Um, but I like what you said about like the faith comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, like Saint Athanasius said, like um, like I am against the world. Um, so it's it's kind of that same idea where it's like, you know, like the faith comes first, and if you're able to kind of help someone, like facilitate them into the faith, then you do that. But if you're not able to, like, you shouldn't put your own salvation at risk of others, mm-hmm. um, because, like if you're if your salvation is the one that's at risk you can't even be helping others like you can't you can't fill others cup if you're not filled first yeah Yeah, um so i think a lot of times like we need to focus on our personal relationship in order to kind of extend that out to others yeah that's why our conversation is so good too whenever we have like group bible studies because we all take that time like by ourselves with god too like we build we build up our faith and that's how we can go and talk about it because we've had like that own personal connection time does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah you said it perfectly. I don't really have anything else to add. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. That's all yeah, I have for you guys today. For yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Fun. It was great. Uh, thank you guys for watching, subscribing, turning up post notifications, uh, commenting, whatever. See you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>